I'm Zach Wickham, and I'm mingling with the Mimosa Mamas. Hi, it's Erin. And Erica. Welcome back. We are so excited to have former celebrity personal assistant, and he was also seen on Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, Zach Wickham. We met you back in February, and you are so good looking and super humble. I'm a huge fan of Vanderpump Rules. You were so, so sweet to us. You didn't have to take time out of your evening to talk with us at the bar. You know, you were there with a, a good group of girlfriends and you like felt like it felt so nice because it, it felt so natural because we would ask you questions here and there and you would engage with us. Yeah, that really made our night for sure. And then when Erica told me you're from Kentucky, I was like, what? That is amazing. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. We just had to uh, throw that out there, and we just want you to know how much we uh, greatly appreciated your hospitality. And yeah. just, since you're from Kentucky, and I'm starting to realize a lot of people from Kentucky are very friendly. Oh, well, correct. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Kentucky most of my life. So, right. uh, you know, coming to LA, I just brought my Southern hospitality with me to Southern California. As did Isaac, and bravo for that. I mean, I grew up in Kentucky. Um, for, I was there for about 10 years. And just the people in Kentucky are just so down-to-earth and kind. And you're, I mean, it was so obvious that you were from there. So it was a breath of fresh air in L.A., for sure. So you, you just brought that up. You know, how did you end up in Hollywood, and how has the transition been from Kentucky to L.A.? Well, you know, it's funny because everybody's like, oh, was it such a culture shock? And it's mm-hmm. not, it wasn't a culture shock. Um, you know, I traveled my entire life. You know, I didn't move here until I was 29. Um, and I've been here for three years now. Uh, actually, my three-year anniversary was in March. So just a couple months ago. And, you know, the transition wasn't hard as far as, you know, culture-wise or anything like that. But, you know, the hard parts were getting used to traffic and the fact that there's no parking. Um, yes. But as far as, like, you know, I bring my Southern hospitality wherever I go. And so, you know, even when other people might not be as receptive to it, like, I feel like once I start talking to people or whatever, their guard um, comes down and they start to, you know, warm up. So in in a lot of ways, it wasn't too much different, um, you know, moving here. And, yeah, definitely it's it's been a wild 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 ride uh, uh, and I've definitely done some unexpected things that I did not think I would uh, be doing right now but yeah it's been really fun that's great yeah all right so you're loving Los Angeles like do you I mean do you miss Kentucky is that a silly question I mean it's kind of a silly question but I feel like most people most people would say you know it's not a silly question because like who would miss Kentucky but honestly you know I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and it's it's this little. Uh, I love Louisville. It's the best city ever. Um, you know, it's a little. It's democratic. Like people are always like, "Well, Kentucky's Republican." I'm like, well, Louisville's the one holdout. We have a Democratic mayor, Democratic uh, Democrat um, House and Senate. Like everything yep. about Louisville is very progressive for LGBT rights as well. And so I loved Louisville. All my friends are there, my family. So I love going back and I do miss it. But, you know, sometimes the pace of life is a little bit 
better out here. <laughs> so oh, okay. Maybe I don't miss the day to day, but yeah, of course I'm. I'm always. I'm a Kentucky boy, so it's gonna have that in my heart. I want to know what Kentucky's like. Like, tell us, tell us all, like, what you love about Kentucky. Yeah, I, I mean, Kentucky's just a great state in general. Number one, like, it's it's just so green and so beautiful. It the is. reason oh we are called the Bluegrass State is our nickname yes. is because when you just have rolling hills of, like, the most lush grass, and it's so green that it almost looks blue. And so Wow. True. It's so just, true. Yeah, it's, and it's it's just really beautiful. The entire state is, and then you know, you know, Louisville in general is where I grew up. Louisville's a city, one point three million. It's a metro what? government. Wow. Yeah, most most people don't realize that. No. Yeah. You know, we have I think four Fortune five hundred companies headquartered in Louisville. Oh, wow. Um, Humana, and then uh, Yum Brands, which is KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Their corporate is all in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, basically any fast food. <laughs> <laughs> Came from Kentucky. <laughs> okay, that might not be good for you guys. I, know, I shouldn't be saying that. It's I'm fine. Saying. It is what it is. <laughs> we own it. Yeah, so. And and I've heard your best friend, Brittany, bring up um, beer cheese. Is that a thing out there? Beer cheese? Oh, yeah. Beer cheese is very Southern. That's a, yeah, very that's southern. definitely a Southern uh, thing. And her, her mamma makes the best beer cheese so yeah they are definitely doing something with that um but yeah where Brittany grew up Brittany grew up on a 500 acre farm she's so lucky wow but she's like an hour and a half lower in Kentucky than I am she lives she is from Winchester Kentucky and I know exactly where that is because I grew up in Lexington and Winchester was like 15 minutes Like 15 minutes from oh, me. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah. So, I can, and I've been to farms in Winchester, and they are gorgeous. gorgeous. I'm sure they are. I did not grow up on a farm. I grew up in, like, a little neighborhood like what we live in now, you know. But, okay. Um, well, it's just that stigma that, you know, just like people, when they think of California, they think it's all palm trees. Yeah. And, like, well, surf, yeah. surfers and hot bodies, <laughs> and that's not true. Right. Like, wait, it's that's not true. <laughs> in LA, maybe, but not in Northern California. Not in Northern. Have you been out? Are. Have you been out to Northern California, Zach? I'm not gonna lie. I haven't left like a two mile radius around we like West Hollywood because it is very hard to go around. <laughs> uh, so I haven't done much exploring. No, actually, I want to get to San Francisco soon. A city I've never been. Okay. okay, we will show you around. We will show you around if Absolutely. you want tour guides. We are Bay Area girls, so we will show you around the Bay, and I will take you to all the hottest spots to eat, because it's all about eating for me. She's a foodie. <laughs> all right, well, so. Fun fact about Louisville, Kentucky, it's one of, it's like one of the biggest foodie cities, and we're always like named like best foodie city, so. Ooh, okay, <laughs> give us one thing that. If I was to go out to Louisville, I can't say it. See, like she you guys. says Louisville. It's Louisville. Louisville. I, I, there you go. I can't. Yeah. And I'm sick today, so my voice she, is. That doesn't help. She yeah, is. no. Let me try. L- Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> That's closer. We'll accept that. It's like L U L L. Oh my goodness. V U L L. Louisville. Louisville. Okay, so if I'm out in Louisville. That's better. What can I. Where where can I go to eat? Please tell me or tell us. <laughs> I mean, 
literally there are so many different places that I couldn't even begin to mm-hmm. list all the restaurants that because every time this is I love going back home and I and what's crazy is I go back home very often um, but every time I go back home I have a list of like 19 places that I have to eat before I come back here because honestly like I don't find the same level of the quality and like um, you know just that comfort food is so prevalent in Kentucky and in Louisville where it is not in LA and so I always come back so much heavier than when I originally got there that's so funny. I can believe that for sure. Well, I am wearing my um, Getting Lucky in Kentucky t-shirt for you today. Makes um, me so proud. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny is I got this t-shirt, I think, in, in high school. And I'm like, this is not appropriate. I can't be wearing this yet. So I saved it till I you know, was in college. But I actually didn't lose my virginity till I was 22. So it's pretty ironic that I was wearing this shirt for so long. <laughs> Right. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's dive right in. I'm so curious, and as many listeners who are listening right now are probably curious as well, what is it like to be around all the different personalities with the Vanderpump Gang? Yeah. When I um, when I moved here, basically Brittany was my only friend because she was the main person that I had known from back home. Right. And so when I first moved here, I just the Vanderpump crew just that became my family and my friends. And, and yeah, I will say we definitely all have the biggest personalities individually. And as a group, it only grows. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I really wish that viewers could get to see it 24 seven and what, you know, everything that's going on. Cause honestly, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that you don't get to see that. And, you know, it gets edited down into whatever the producers and Bravo want you to see. Right. But, I mean, we're all so close, and we're just, you know, a big family, and families fight, and families have fun, and everything like that, so, yeah, I mean, I love them to death, they're the best people. Oh, that's That's awesome. That's so nice to hear. How fun, because... You know, when you come from somewhere where you don't have family, when you when you come to somewhere new and you don't have family, it's just so nice to have those people, you know, like your tribe around yeah, you. Yeah, so, you don't feel alone. Yeah, so. that's really nice to hear. How did you, uh, so did Brittany say, hey, can you come on this show with me? Or like, how did that all happen? Oh, no. You know, basically, um, well, it's funny because I was actually moving to either New York City or LA and I Ooh. couldn't decide I was getting my master's in business and I was like what the second I'm done that's the second I move maybe six months before I was about to graduate five or six months Brittany's like hey I'm moving to Los Angeles so I was like oh my god I might be moving there too and so then I flew out and saw her I'd flown out to in New York City and then I flew out to see her too to like get the gauge of both cities even though I've been to both cities multiple times just to like get a feel if like I could live there and when I went out to visit Brittany I was like you know what this just feels right and everything's great so um and then I ended up moving to LA six months later but no the show wasn't it, it had nothing to do with like that I just was around all the time okay <laughs> you know when I basically say, like, you have the main core cast, but then the core cast has a lot of friends that are very close to the cast, 
Mm-hmm. And we set all the events. So I like I just have nicknamed us Bandor Adjacent Friends because we're like we have the, <laughs> core, the core group and then we're just the ones that are like always around because we're all best friends with each other. So that's just, that's kind of how that happened. Got it. Okay. You know, just like kind of naturally. Yeah. How fun though. How fun to be a part of, you know, something like that. I mean, that would just be, that would just be incredible experience. Yeah, it would so, be. And we all um, get to live vicariously through you, especially me being a Kentucky girl and like, you know, coming to California and it just being like, it's California, you know, exactly, it's just like a yeah. big deal. So I think that's so cool. So you were a celebrity assistant. How did you get into that line of career? I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I don't think anyone says, you know what? I'm going to go out today and be a celebrity personal assistant. That's <laughs> what I want to be. Uh, I, I feel like, especially in the, because nobody out there knows this, but in case you're wondering, um, there are plenty of Facebook groups and group chats out there that literally are just personal assistants talking about information uh, and like how to do something. Like if I have an issue, I could go to a Facebook group and be like, oh my God, I can't find this or I can't do this. Does anybody have any help? Like we all are like this weird, tightly interwoven oh. community of assistants. It's nuts. But wow, that's cool. It's really cool. But uh, at the same time, I don't think anyone is like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. That's There's a few, of course, that are career personal assistants, and they're amazing. And, you know, bravo to them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I kind of just fell into it because the person I worked for, just so, like, I had grown up with her, and um, her little sister was my best friend. So I kind of just fell into it that way. Um, and when I moved here... We went to dinner one night together, and she was like, hey, I have some extra, like, some things around the house that I need done. I don't have a personal assistant right now. And she was like, would you like to, would you like to make some extra money? And I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds fun. And, you know, it's helping out my friend. And after about a couple months of doing that, because when I moved here, I had a full-time work-from-home position. And so I didn't even think, you know, about getting a job out here. Okay. And, and then she was basically like, after a few months, she needed a full-time personal assistant. She's like, would you like to be it? Otherwise, I'm going to need to, you know, go out and hire somebody. And I was like, no, I would absolutely love it. Aww. And so I quit my job. And then, yeah, I traveled with her everywhere. And oh, wow. Yeah, we had, a, we had a blast. Yeah, I can only imagine what that job entails. I mean, of course, there's some stress that is involved, but... For the most part, it seems like it be a, um, especially if you get along with the person that you're yeah. working for. Very exciting. So, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, I feel like stress is an understatement because that is just like, you know, there's so many different things that need to be handled on a daily basis, whether it be with, you know, the house or the, um, you know, any aspect of things going on. There's always like 19 balls in the air. And mm-hmm. as humans, we only have two hands. So right. yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's very hard um, doing that. It, it can be stressful, but it's also like super rewarding, super fun. And when you're doing it with someone who luckily is a, you know, started off as a family friend that, I mean, I've known her my entire life. She's like a sister to me. Um, and then getting, you know, so close with them it, it just makes it easier and, and fun along the way that's, that's the best of both worlds so um you mentioned 
stress in general and you know parents are always I think feeling some level of stress just curious how do you handle your stress or how do you decompress what is the best outlet you know what's so funny about that question is I all my friends every single friend and this includes back in Kentucky as well um or you know my friends here everybody's like how can you put up with not not the person or in general, but like how can you put up with that amount of stress or that many things or you know, yeah. how can you deal with that many different personalities? Because yeah. when when you're dealing with a, a celebrity that you are representing, not only am I um, you know, I'm basically their mouthpiece and then I'm going to stylists, makeup artists, right. um, A and R people, agents mm-hmm. Like everybody in the world. So I am dealing with all these different people and I'm having to either give them bad news or good news (laughs) or whatever. And I have to, you know, make sure that it, whatever message I'm trying to deliver has to be delivered in a way they're going to receive it and not hate. Not only, it's not because they're going to hate me, who cares, but like that they're not, it's not going to get back to the person that I'm representing. And dealing with all these different types of stress yeah with with that I don't know I think it's just it's built in me like I whenever there's a stressful situation my mind I feel like a lot of people's go straight to fight or flight I have so many friends that just like the second something stressful happens their mind spirals yeah. yeah. This is with this, and, and don't get me wrong I have had my share of spiraling in the past <laughs> but but my thing is, you can't control what the end result. I mean, you can control what the end result is to a certain degree. Yep. You can manipulate the the process of where it's of what's happening. But that end result is gonna happen. Like, let's say there's a missed flight. That's an end result you cannot change. Mm-hmm. I can't physically beam you up into that flight (laughs) so what my mind does when there's a missed flight because there's something you cannot control okay what can we control so in that situation it's like okay let's do everything in my power that I can control and I can manipulate and let's use that as my as my way of number one stopping my own mind from just being like well, we missed the flight, life's over, I'm done, <laughs> fire me now, I can't live, go on, like, right. you know, instead of going to that, I'm like, okay, the flight's missed, okay, what's next, okay, we need to get you on another flight, um, what if we could get you on one that's like, right now, let's call, They're, oh, it's fully booked, okay, let's actually try and call above that person, let's do this, the biggest thing is, like, I feel like people don't ask, or don't try the other alternatives in those situations or maybe maybe it's because their minds can't think that way yeah but, but if you can try to train yourself to just find other avenues and never look at what the end result is then you can then your mind is able to actually process other avenues of fixing the problem that's such a great life lesson, honestly, to just apply it to, to anyone. Um, it sounds like you're a problem solver. It sounds like that's how you operate. If you want to know the truth, I literally call myself Gay Giver. Oh, I love <laughs> I it. I like that. Awesome. Like, Mick Giver, but Gay Giver, because literally, <laughs> yeah. and and 
any of my friends will tell you this. Oh, well, you know what? I'll give you an example. So my friend bought this house, and I uh, was there, and she needed, um, basically, they were hanging some TVs, and they had Geek Squad there, and, you know, they were hanging, I don't know, there's like one, two, let's say four TVs, uh-huh. and there was this wall that was tiled and that's where they wanted to put one of the TVs. And the Geek Squad's like, well, we'll try, but we, we don't know. They couldn't use the stud finder. And then when they tried to, like, figure out where it was, for some reason they couldn't, like, get through the wall. I don't know. It was just this whole shenanigans. They were there forever. And my friend was, like, getting frustrated because she was like, oh, my God, am I not going to be able to get this up? Because she was, we were only going to be there for one day. And I was like, no, like, I've got this. Like, who is, like, was this the original wall from the builder? And she's like, well, I don't know. So then we, so then I basically uh, was like, oh, well, here, I'll go ask your neighbors. And they were like, well, no, don't go ask the neighbors. I was like, no, no, I got this. So I walked around this little complex, found a neighbor that would actually answer the door, <sighs> then, then talked to them about the, like, the construction of the houses and stuff. And they were like, oh, well, we have, here's the original builder's information. And then they gave me a, a name of the guy that hung all of their TVs and did all their electrician um, work in their house. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much, because this was in, like, another city that wasn't um, where she's from. Uh-huh. And so then I go back and I email the builder and call the builder like, Hey, we just need to know like if you could give us any advice on what is behind this wall, blah, 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 blah. And then I called the, the other guy and was like, Hey, would you be able to handle a wall that has, um, tile on it? And we don't know what we can't use a stud finder to find studs behind it. We don't know if it's metal or if it's, would like we don't know and he was like yeah like for sure so within 10 minutes he was at the house checking the wall he was like yeah I can do this then he did it but like I had a backup plan already like the builder then emailed me the next or like you know the next morning and was like oh I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you till now here's this this and this but like I'd already gotten it taken care of and it was done within 30 minutes and you know it's because you have to think about Okay, if if I if I have to get this done, which in my world is like doesn't matter what it is, just figure it out. Right. Yeah. So just do everything until you can't until there's nothing else to do. Right, yeah, right. everything in your power. And that's what a problem solver would do, you know? So I mean again, like I said, I think that you're just like the ultimate problem solver. So, but it's really good advice. Um, or what did he say, MacGyver? What or, did he, no, uh, Gaygyver. 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 Yes. So speaking Which of Gaygyver. I actually own that yeah. Instagram account. I haven't used it oh, yet. No way. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, can we hashtag that? Yeah, we're going to hashtag that. You can hashtag it. For <laughs> your episode. Awesome. There's only like three memes on it, but whatever. That's okay. <laughs> well, That's since awesome. we're talking about uh, Gaygyver, yeah. um, uh. So June is coming up, and we know it's Pride Month. We would love to have you share with our listeners with um, how your coming out story was with your with your family, just like in general. How was your coming out story? Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people also think coming from Kentucky, like, oh, you're in L.A. now. You must be so happy and so much better and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, actually, in Louisville especially, Louisville's 
one of the craziest cities because it's in the South, but it has some of the strongest LGBT protections wow. in, the, in the South, to, like over Atlanta, anything. Wow. Um, yeah, we have full housing, job, and um, transportation. I don't know. It's like job, job and housing protections for, for trans and, and lesbian get everything. Like it's all encompassing and that's citywide. That's um, incredible. That's a, that's comforting to hear. Yeah, especially coming yeah. from the south. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the University of Louisville, it, before gay marriage was even legalized, they um, had benefits for same sex uh, for same sex uh, professors, <laughs> and we had we have um, gender neutral bathrooms. Um, we also have an LGBT minor that you can actually study. Oh, and really? Yep, wow. one of the only ones in the South that has that as well. That's it's awesome. A, that is amazing. We also have the largest LGBT youth center um, <gasps> and two of the... Wow. And what's also great is we also have a lot of LGBT groups on campus, and I was on the executive board of two of them um, when I was there. And so getting back to, like, just actually coming out, it doesn't matter if, like, all of that is in place or whatever, because when I was growing up, the... The only representation I had of what it meant to be gay was Will and Grace, and that came out when I was, mm. like, 12. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's it's crazy because at the, the season finale, my parents and I used to watch it every week because it it's a very funny show. And honestly, it, it really didn't show much. About the, yes, the character, like, Jack and Will were gay, but they didn't really, they never showed them dating, really. No. At, at least in the first like season, there wasn't, and there was never like, and even if they did date, there was never like a gay kiss until I think season three mm-hmm. or something. And and, and the, I remember the season finale of season one, um, Rosario and Jack are getting married, <laughs> and uh, they go, what, what what's the part? I I don't know what the priest says. The priest says something like uses a word that's like funny or something Uh i don't remember and then there's like a group of men in the back of the church and they giggle and jack turns around and goes shut up you guys and turns back around and it's but it's a funny moment but jack turns back around and my my mom and my dad were like oh well that was too gay but like like they don't you know it wasn't even in their mindset to you know to to whatever it just like that was their visceral gut reaction is oh that was too gay and but as a 12 year old child who is like number one i still understanding what being gay is is not something you're taught you you literally are on this journey alone Hmm. you have no one to talk to and you have to figure it out and you and you don't know if you can ever mention it you you can't get advice so you're basically trying to process this information on a 12 year old brain and 12 year old hormones and it's just it's so much that people don't understand that like the amount of mental stress that lgbt people go through throughout their lives to find out who they are and to try and to do it on their own a lot of times it's 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 a very stressful journey so even when i got through high school and I still didn't come out, even though I, uh, I kind of felt like my parents would be okay with it. I still just couldn't come out. And then basically what happened was 
one of my first, I guess my second boyfriend in college, we went home to do laundry, and I guess my mom saw us like, I don't know, she just thought like our wrestling was a little too uh, sexual. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I was sexually wrestling with it, but like we were just like roughhousing or whatever. And so she called my best friend and asked if I was gay. And then my best friend was like, I don't know. He hasn't said anything to me. Oh, wow. And then um, she was like, oh, okay, well, because my mom and my best friend are best. They're, they're very close. It's like my, um, you know, like my sister. And so then when my mom hung up with her, she was like, oh, yeah, well, just don't tell Zach we had this conversation. She was like, oh, yeah, absolutely not. She immediately calls me. It's like, oh, my God, your mom knows. And oh. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, God, I have to deal with this. So I went home <laughs> that night. Like, I was living in the dorms, went home that night, wrote a three-page letter, uh-huh. left it on there on the table, and then I put a post-it note next to it that says, you can text me, but you cannot call me because I cannot handle hearing your voice. Like, it's just oh too emotional. Goodness. Oh, wow. But, but Zach, do you think she intuitively knew? Because us moms kind of, we kind of know everything with our children, I have to say. On some we level. Just, on some level, yeah. We just, do you think she kind of knew? Well, I mean, there's, I mean, later on, later on after all of that, they... They had said, yeah, like there was moments or times when we definitely oh. thought that could be a thing. But also, you're, you're, how old are your kids? Mine, my son is 11. My- okay, so that's a little bit, that's a little bit older. But even then, like that would be, I feel like when, when my parents were raising me at, you know, like 30 years, there was not a concept of your yeah. kid is gay because you're my right. parents didn't True. even have that concept of like, and then you, and then, like, I was born in 86, and yeah. I, like, I wasn't really around for the beginning of the AIDS crisis, but when that was all coming out, there was so much misinformation, and, and it yeah. was technically new information, and if you, if the National Psychiatric um, Association, or I'm not sure of its exact acronym, but that, they labeled gay as like a, uh, and trans as a um, disorder, until yeah. very oh. recently. Yeah, they did. So yeah. it's like, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, there was a lot of things that didn't make it easy for parents to even, True. to even think, oh, well, yeah, that could be, my child could be that or whatever. So. I think it's different nowadays. You're right. Oh, yeah. now, I mean, we're totally, I mean, of course I'd be okay with it. And I feel like I can't imagine, you know, um, what your mom went through. You know, as a mom, you know, you're just kind of like, you know, I don't know how to say this. You see your kid's life go a certain way and then all of a sudden it goes in a different way. Is that why it was hard for her to, um, like, was it hard for her to accept it or like, how, how was her reaction? Um, yeah. Yeah. So like when, when I sent that, I gave her that note, and then basically they said we. They sent me a text message that said, "We love you. Come home tonight. Let's talk." Awesome. So, so I went yeah. home, Aww. and um, we talked, and like my mom cried and whatever. Aww. But it was like it's it's kind of like the. It's not that she's crying because she said she's like I just don't want you to have a difficult life. Exactly. And, That's what I wanted to say. That's exactly. Yeah. 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 It's because it, you don't want your kid to have. It's kind of like one of those things you you want the best for your child. Yeah. Just yep. don't want them to ever go through any heartache or pain or heartache anything like or that. Heartache or pain, especially right, exactly. with the news media, with all those, 
you know, a lot was happening back then when you came out with your mom. There was that one boy who got tied up on a fence. I forgot his name. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew Shepard. So, yes, I could. That's kind of where I was trying to go into. Like, how did your mom feel? And and it's understandably like, absolutely. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom's you know, Catholic, and I was raised, mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school my entire life, and, wow. you know, it's it's definitely one of those things that, luckily, my parents were both very accepting, they were like, they all, you know, they don't, under, they didn't understand, especially right away, um, the amount, like, they were like, but you hid this from us, like, even some friends got mad when I had come out to them, they were like, but you hid this from us, you lied to me, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like, oh. But, I mean, because I brought – well, I know, but I brought my first boyfriend on a vacation, uh-huh. and they didn't know it was my, uh, my boyfriend. And, oh. like, I said it in the letter. And they were like, but that's, like, you're lying to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but, no. like, you don't understand. And and they eventually saw it the other way, and they were like, you know, it just – it takes time to get used to, a, like, a change or whatever. But, like, they, they got used to it pretty fast, like – are you speaking of your friends? I'm sorry, not your parents. No, my parents. That's oh, your parents. parents. I'm sorry. Okay. I just, I just threw my friends in there as well. Oh, there okay. some friends that did, they were like, but you lied to us about, because I would lie where I was or what I was doing, okay. because oh. I'd be with my boyfriend, but nobody knows my boyfriend, because right. it's a separate. Yeah. I, I met my first boyfriend on MySpace, so. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace. Taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would love for you to tell the listeners about the speakouts that you were involved in. Yeah. So I, again, U of L, University of Louisville was such a great, Good. Um, they had great administration that really focused on promoting um, acceptance and inclusion and, and there was, you know, Pride Day at U of L and Coming Out Day were like two huge days. Um, we give out T-shirts; it was great. And we also did this program called Speak Outs, and we did this throughout the year. And basically, what it is is there's a panel of five people. One person's the moderator, and then four people give their basically tell a class their coming out story. So we go into different classes like uh, psychology classes, science classes, it didn't really matter. Um, the, the teacher would book it and we would go. And what's great about it is you get to reach people that might not have gay friends or might have gay friends that haven't come out yet. Or, mm. you know, it, it, it gives people, because the thing is visibility makes it, just people it changes people's um perceptions and they're like because if you don't see something and you hear it's horrible or you hear it's bad then you think it's bad but then when you see it's not bad or you see the different people that are gay you're like wow that's it's not that it's not weird it's normal yeah um and so we would give speeches and then students would get to ask any questions they would like um and we always said i mean this was a college environment so obviously everybody's over 18 so yeah if you want to ask a question about sex ask a question about sex like if you're curious let's let's get it out and let's any of that misinformation we wanted to wash away that's super 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 amazing well what was really cool is we also did speak outs for parents so the parents would give their basically how their child came out yeah, and then they would tell how they their journey 
of either coming to accept it or they were already accepting and how they support their children and they would do speak out to other parents at the so they would we would have um parent or parental assemblies or at different um meetings or for parents then we would have a group of parents speak out my parents had done have done those before Oh, so your parents have done them before. Yeah, my parents were have given their, like, you know, yeah, at first, you know, it was this, this, and this, but this is my journey, and then I realized, you know, I mean, they, they never didn't realize they loved me, obviously, but, but yeah, they, like, you yeah. know, realized, like, duh, why did I even second-guess this? And, and hearing it from another parent's point of view yeah. to a parent, I feel like is so powerful. Oh, absolutely. Is there any advice you can give to parents who are um, listening right now? Yeah, who are listening that maybe they're, uh, they're thinking their child may be gay or maybe their child just came out to them. Um, any advice that you just kind of words of wisdom give to them? Coming from, from the child's perspective. Exactly. Like you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say I will start this off, and I always like to start this off um, when I talk about any LGBT issues. I am not the end all to be all for the knowledge. I'm, you know, I am educated on it, but every different person in the community is definitely going to perceive it differently. So I, I like to say that so nobody thinks this is like a blanket statement of what gay people want. But um, <laughs> yeah. for my for my own personal self having uh, like I never was there was never information or there was never talk about it so I just assumed it was bad and I don't want to say if my parents sat me down and said listen we just want to let you know that if you are gay that's okay like we would love you all the same nothing Mm -hmm. would change blah 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 I want to say that I would want that but as a child, I don't know how I would have handled that, especially, but again, I'm coming from a generation, and by generation, I mean I'm still a millennial, but I'm coming from where there wasn't, classmates weren't about to accept it, and their parents weren't going to be saying it, but now it's different, I feel like, and there's a lot more representation, and and it's, I like to use it in quotes, though, more normal, because we still have a lot of work to do to to be included and not to have all these stigmas surrounding it. But I would just say talk to your kids. Literally, communication can solve a thousand problems. And yes, if you, amen. And if, and if you think that your child is shutting off, it's because, you know, and you think it might be because of this or whatever, it's probably because you're not communicating to them that it's okay and you, it can be in subtle ways. It can be in, you know, seeing a, someone that is LGBT on TV and being like, wow, I really respect that person. They're really Aww. funny. I love, or, you know, something just in subtle ways, you can try to show yeah. your child it's okay. I love that. I love That's that. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this with all our listeners, because it is an important an important topic to be discussed. And, and it's June Pride, you know. It's, um, June Pride is coming up here shortly. Yeah, we're in June and it's June Pride. You know, that's, how do I say that? Um, it's the month of, how Pride. do you, how do you Pride say month. that? Pride, Pride month. month. Is that how you say it? I was like, <laughs> you don't have to, it's not proud to be June. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> 
exactly. I wish I could have. I could have watched your facial expression. I know. I know. I know. You would want to. They're funny right now. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, So, because of that, you know, we wanted to touch on that those topics because they're so important. But, um, but since Mother's Day just passed. And you were born on um, your mom's birthday. Yes. That is so amazing. Tell us, you had a very special kind of um, way that you came into this world. So we want to hear all about that. Share with our listeners. Yeah. we. we... Yeah. So, well, when, um, when my mom got pregnant with me and when she got pregnant and then <laughs> she went to the doctor to, you know, she took the pregnancy test and told her she was pregnant and they were all excited. So then they went, they you know, made their doctor's appointment. And when they went to the doctor's appointment, whenever they can tell, I don't know how many, I think it's like a couple months in or something. I don't know. <laughs> when they did the um, ultrasound, the doctor's like, well, um, there are three. So I Wow. Was oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Oh my gosh. Was she at this appointment alone? Do you know? Well, th- number one, they were shocked. Because, and they didn't do in vitro or anything like that. Like, this was natural. Yeah, it's all natural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they had struggled to get pregnant for so long. Oh, um, my yeah, gosh. Like was, oh, no. And, and she had had a miscarriage oh. a year before me. Oh, And no. so, yeah, there was, you know, the, and it's, it's, my parents and I talk about this stuff, so we're very open about it, so it's not like, don't worry, shit, my mom's not going to be mad at me for bringing that up. <laughs> but yeah, so like when they, and then they find out they have three. So it's, it was the oh. running joke in my family that my mom was like, okay, well, my Aunt Maria, like you're going to have one. And then to her mom, and then you're going to take care of the other one. <laughs> just keep one. Right, right. Um, but then, yeah, right before I was, a couple months before I was born, and I don't know the exact situation, but basically... Um, the other two, I, I was just, I realized that I was winning the Hunger Games and oh. that they needed to lose. So, Oh, <laughs> oh my man. gosh. What a way I to put it, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, they did not make it and oh, I so was sorry. the lone survivor. Um, it's okay. My parents and I, again, we joke about it and we say like the reason my personality is so big and the reason I'm so tall and I, like, I was six feet in sixth grade. So. What? Yeah, that is nuts. Wait, what size was your shoe? Because my son, 13. who my son is in fifth grade, and he wears a size ten in men. Whoa. Yeah, I was a thirteen in men in <gasps> in sixth grade. Wow. Oh, okay, so... oh my gosh, you're a poor parent. <laughs> so how yeah. tall? How tall are you now? Today? He's pretty tall. You know what's funny is I. So I blame it. I think. Well, I don't blame it. I. I'm like, thank God I did gymnastics. Um, I started gymnastics when I was in like fifth grade. And I think it's done in my growth a little bit because after sixth grade, I didn't grow that much. Like I grew by freshman year of high school, I was six four, and then I never grew again. Oh well, you didn't need to. I mean, you're six four. I mean, let other people grow. My original growth chart was like I was going to be no less than six eight. Wow. Wow. I know because I'm a mom of an 11 year old boy and I'm getting gray hair from all the pants that I'm buying him because he can't stop growing in his (laughs) shoes. I mean, it's crazy. Welcome to my 
I was taller than my t- kindergarten teacher. <laughs> That's so cute. That is. So I want to see. I want to see the class picture. <laughs> oh my god! You should see the basketball picture. Like from basketball team, I'm as tall as the coach. Oh, I wanted to ask wow. you if you played basketball, but okay, you need to share those pictures with us when this Please, episode comes. Can out. you? That'd be amazing. Oh, I'm like wait. Um, yeah, because I, I was like, because I can have my mom just take a picture of the picture and send it to me. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Send it our way. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so Zach, what do you live for right now? What makes you the happiest? Oh my God, that's such a deep question. Yay. I feel like I need to be, I need to be like on a lot of marijuana right now. <laughs> we'll we'll um, wait. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, wow, what makes me the happiest? You know what? What makes me the happiest is being able to every day live my dream and be able to pursue the path and career that I want for myself. And I'm, I feel so blessed to be able to do that because I know yes. not a lot of people are able to. And I have struggled to be able to stay here. Um, and I finally have found my footing. And I feel like that's what I'm most thankful for right now. That oh. and my, obviously my parents because, dear Lord, I, I always say <laughs> if, I, if I didn't have the family I had or the, and the friends I have, I would be literally – dead in the gutter just like take me now like i'm good oh <laughs> don't say that no well no because i have such supportive family and friends that's like, awesome I, yeah. good I'm yeah so that's that. good you have a full circle of support it sounds like it sounds like you have a great relationship with your parents and um, oh yeah for sure i call them every like we're on the phone every day oh i Aww. love that i love and, that I don't know if I made it clear, I'm an only child, so I'm also, like, across the country, only child, yeah, so. Oh, again, yeah. I, I feel like I should call your mom, because I'm, <laughs> I only have my son, and, and unfortunately, I had two miscarriages, and we've made the decision on not to have any more children. That's what my mom did. I, I like, want to ask her for advice, because I, he wants to be a famous DJ, and I'm thinking... He's like, I want to go to Ibiza and DJ in Ibiza and all the clubs. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. How do I sit at home staying still and not worrying about you? So <laughs> you're a poor mom. <laughs> my mom probably is in that same boat. Right? So. <laughs> exactly. So maybe she should call your mom. <laughs> I should call your mom for some advice. In like 10 years. <laughs> I have a question. Are you dating or seeing anyone special right now that you can share? Oh, my God. I swear... Well, uh, no, I can't. It's too famous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm not. And it's it's in Louisville, in, if I was in New York City. Do you know, I, I could go to any city in America. I've been, you know, Chicago, anywhere. And I will have somebody that either wants to marry me or be my boyfriend oh. within four, oh. four seconds. You're so hot. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are. Okay, wait, that sounded conceited. That is not what I meant. I just think, like, <laughs> no. people, people are open to it. Right. Well, and no, but... It did not at all. It did not it come did off not that way. No. But we, These are facts. They're we, facts. We think you are so cute. Oh, yes, my gosh. Even yeah, in person. Guys, I'm like... Guys, I'm, like, going to have the biggest ego after that. <laughs> good, good. Michelle. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad you're having so, fun with us because yes. we're ready to dive into some fun questions. Are you ready? Some oh. games. We're going to play some I'm games. So ready. Okay, awesome. we're playing games and Okay, and so, Aaron's going to start off. So Sorry. this one is called This or That. 
And these are just fun kind of, you know, insights into who you are. Um, so are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Of course, right. That. Um, <laughs> that's an easy one, right? Uh, sneakers or heels? <laughs> sneakers always. But, okay. you know, I do love a good espadrille, so no, oh, I'm just Love it. Okay. Um, are you more into freckles or dimples? Freckles. Oh, I love hearing that, being a freckled girl. I do have a thing for redheads, so. Okay. East Coast or West Coast? Both coasts. Oh, I like that. Yep, good good answer. Are you a lefty or a righty? Um, I'm a righty, but I wear my watch on my right as well, which I think you're supposed to wear the opposite. But yeah, I'm a right-handed. Oh, that's, righty. that's funny. Um, sweet or salty? Oh, my God. Do you want me to choose... Between baby A that I had and baby B that I had? <laughs> what are these questions? It's so oh, hard, God. right? Well, sweet, because I am I want sweet right now, so. Huh? <laughs> if, a, if a gun is to your head, you're going to choose sweet. Is that what it oh is? Oh, my yeah, gosh, Eric. Sure. Okay, okay. No, that's the best way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> spontaneous, or are you a planner? Spontaneous. Yay, fun. Yay. Okay. Like, like anytime there's a plan, it, that, usually that stresses, like, Especially with, uh, except for work, but like if there's a plan on a vacation, I will just be like, I'm not going on this vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, All right, Erica. So has I'm going to do an, one that's called finish the sentence. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. I always carry blank in my bag. I always carry, uh, can we change it to in my car? Yeah. Sure. Because I don't, I don't really carry around a bag all the time. You know, like, like, my, like if it's my backpack, it would always be my laptop. Oh, okay. But that's boring. So um, <laughs> oh, no. we're going to change it to car. And if I'm in my car, I always have um, air sickness bags from airplanes. Oh. oh, that's so funny. Okay, so I was a former flight attendant, and I think that's hysterical <laughs> because they are the most um, convenient things to yeah, have on are. you. Like, the yeah. most. I totally agree. Oh, my gosh. I have one in my purse, by the way, so <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> I get car sick a lot. That is amazing. Okay. That's actually amazing. <laughs> I wish I could blink. I wish I could save the world from global warming. Oh, bravo. Yes, please do. Just give me my Oscar now. <laughs> my Nobel Peace Prize right now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love him. That's amazing. Okay. I keep saying that. I'd eat blink every day if I could. I'd eat tuna fish every day if I could. Ooh, yummy. Really? Okay. But so I would die of mercury poisoning so fast. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. I have a question. So do you like tuna fish salad? Do you like it all with like, it. oh, Anything. all of it, any kind? Okay. I want to oh, ask you this too, because I love tuna fish as well. Sourdough or French roll? Neither, just like in a bowl, just oh, eating it. Dang. Okay. Good. Okay. Go you. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. You're taking up room that could be used for more tuna. So <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. A talent I have, blank. I am an amazing dancer. Ooh. Okay. You need to be on Dancing with the Stars. Definitely not. Okay, not that type uh, of dancing. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm on my own freestyle type, you know. Okay. Oh, or are you talking about like Channing Tatum type of dance? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, like no. Isn't he hot? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
That's my number one celebrity crush. So. Oh, yes. Well, we didn't even have to ask that oh, question. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know. Erica's we... too. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I love Jason Moama too. Oh, Moama. Moma. Moma. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry, Zach. Today, I will blink. Today, I will have a good day because I mingled with the Mimosa Mama. That's so sweet. I love it. too. We feel the same way. I'm such a charmer, aren't I? Yes, you are. A talent I wish I had was to, is to make money up here out of thin air. Yeah, give us that talent, please. That's amazing. Okay, and one last one is currently I am. Currently I am listening to Stassi Schroeder's autobiography or basic bitch book on audio tape. Oh, I want to buy that. Is it pretty good? Highly recommend. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. She is a badass bitch. I love <laughs> Stassi. She's She's the best. I love her so much. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine knowing her in real life because I'm I'm like through the TV. Can we just be best friends? Because you and I say the same shit, like the same shit that comes out of her mouth. I'm like, oh, my gosh. She she seems like a mini version of me. Oh my. That's, she's the best. That's so funny. My friend Destiny always says like she's her um her spirit. It's her animal. spirit animal. Yeah, I, I feel like Stasi is. Many, many, many <laughs> right? Now. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Okay. okay, one last one is um because we ask all our guests. This yes. is our go-to question. It is. What is your favorite curse word? <laughs> okay, so have you ever um have you ever seen The Good Place? No, um, I think I have. Not a. Uh, I want to say haven't. a couple episodes. <clears throat> so for all the mothers that are listening i feel like this show is one of the best shows ever created and it should be shown to all children oh, because it's it, sh- it teaches you ethics and oh. how you're supposed to think ethically and it gives like it, and it's just so brilliantly written you have to watch it it's so good okay but all right what's so funny is they're in heaven so like it takes place oh. in heaven and and it's basically like earth but it's heaven and um, in heaven, when when you try to cuss, because I'm, I'm obvious they wrote this in because it's on NBC. But um, <laughs> when you cuss in heaven, it changes whatever you say to um, something else. So when you say, oh. like for instance, if I was gonna say holy fucking shit, it's <laughs> holy holy forking shirt balls. And oh, so, that's funny. In my daily life, I just say fork all the time. So oh, now, that's so funny. Okay. I'm going to have to say fork is my favorite curse fork. word. I <laughs> love okay. it. I love that. Oh, my God. No one has said that. Well, and thank you for telling us about this show, The Good yeah, Place. Who's, gonna... who's in that? Real uh, quick. Kristen Bell. Huh? She's just so amazing and talented. Oh. And she's hilarious in it. I yeah, she's a funny Kristen lady. Bell. Okay, we're going to have to we're going to have to watch that. Isn't that Kristen Bell is Dax Shepard's wife, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, awesome. Or or you could say that Dax Shepard is her husband, let's be real. Right? Well, okay. yeah. There you That's go. That's right. Yes. And I heard his podcast is amazing armchair <gasps> expert. Yes. Yeah, uh, he he definitely has a pretty 
pretty intense podcast, yes. That's what I've heard. We're going to see yeah. it live, actually, in San Francisco at the end of the month. Um, and I'm excited. I don't know who his guest is going to be, but I'm excited. <laughs> well, you better watch The Good Place in case it's Kristen Bell. Oh, I, I totally know, right? will. Um, so we have one last question. Um, what are you passionate about right now? Platform, anything that um, is just your like passion in life right now? As like as far as like what I always am passionate about is the advancement of LGBT rights and equality rights in general. And awesome. And that is definitely what I'm always passionate about. What I'm trying to get into and trying to get more involved with is um, LGBT youth homelessness. So, so yeah, that's a, what people don't realize is I think it's like, um, not three, four, I don't, I I forget the exact statistic. It's like nine out of 10 homeless youth people are LGBT, um, youth because they're kicked out of their, they're kicked out of their house or they, you know, it's just for a multitude of reasons. That's so so sad. Yeah. 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 So that's definitely. Thank you so much for spreading this awareness because yeah. it is something that should be um, talked about. And and here you have this amazing platform. Yeah. And we're so honored to have you on to share this with all our listeners. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really, I had so much fun mingling with y'all today. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how can our listeners help with that, um, with that cause? cause? Um, I will send you information. Oh, perfect. Um, because each each person's like any listener that's in a different city would have a different mm. contact. So I'll send. Oh, okay. You guys and you can put it up with your. Yay! Episode. So yeah. when we link Zach's episode on Instagram and Facebook, listeners, we will make sure to put that on there. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Zach, you have given us so much of your time today and been so patient with us. And we very patient with us. So Thank appreciate you. it. <laughs> we have had so much fun with you. We hope you enjoyed um, the episode. And, and we hope you enjoyed mingling with us. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll get to do it again soon. I hope yes. so. And, and hopefully maybe in person when maybe we're in Maybe in LA. person. We'll be in Los Angeles this summer. So yes. maybe... Maybe we'll bump right into you again at TomTom. That's Tom. <laughs> me. Awesome. All right, Zach. We'll talk to you yeah. soon. You and have a great day. Listeners, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.